This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins day in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Halloween. 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 That was creepy. I know. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl to take me on the ride to a whole new world. Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me Cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm People won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you Bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse And Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written On the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 13 Of Mary with Mouse Ears I am one of your hosts Michael Agnew I'm your other host Zara Agnew and we are a married couple from Dallas Texas who just loves talking about Disney loves pop culture and just loves talking about it with each other why not why not so um it is almost Halloween Zara how excited are you Pretty excited. I mean, you know, since we're like full-grown adults and we don't have kids, yeah, it's not as exciting as yeah. it probably could be, like was in the past or will be in the future. We're kind of in that awkward in-between time where you either give out candy or sometimes I'm working on Halloween, so it just like doesn't matter. Zara, I'm not going to lie. I feel like you work most Halloweens. I do, but I'm actually off in the evening this Halloween, so our plans are to hang out with our church small group who... Normally meets on Tuesday nights, so it's perfect. And I think we're going to just like eat pizza and hand out candy at their house and watch well, Halloween movies. Well, that's what you'll be doing. You will too. I will also be at the house in a separate room watching the World Series. Unless that it doesn't Whoa. go that far. Um, Unless magic happens. No, because it's game six. So even if, um, yeah, so it, it will automatically happen. It will. Yeah. You well, will be holed up in another room. I will. I, I will. Also... Just for clarification's sake, most people say Halloween. I say Halloween. That's true. You do. It drives um, some people in my close circle crazy. And I, it doesn't matter to me, so... Not Zara. She looks past my imperfections. Because I say crown instead of crayons. Okay, well, that's weird. No. And you, every time You that, have to accept it. I do accept it, but every time that you say it, I snicker. And you should eat a Snickers, because it's Halloween! All right, so um, since it is the Halloween time, we are going to be talking about evil henchmen. <laughs> that was creepy, Zara. Thanks. You should, you should be a henchman. Cool. Or a villain. Man, I don't even know I what... think I'd rather be a henchman than a wow. villain. Wow. So, There's less pressure. So the last podcast episode, um, or sorry, two podcast episodes ago, we, we talked about sidekicks and the best Disney sidekicks. True. And so this episode, we are going to reverse it and talk about the best Disney henchmen. Reverse! 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 <laughs> Sarah, you are just on a whole nother level. See, I just woke up from a nap. Zara has been full of energy this whole time, ready for no, this podcast. No, I took a nap too, but that I think that cinnamon marshmallow oh, just pet me up. Yes. Oh, man. That's, that smash mallow. All right. Well, before we really talk about henchmen, we first... We, we, we just, there are different categories. Let's get existential of here. Henchmen. What is a henchman? What makes a henchman? Why do they become henchmen? Truth, all of the above. Because um, really, as I was crafting this list, thinking about this list, I realized some are henchmen by choice, 
And some are henchmen by force. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, some are pets of villains. True. And so they are dragged that's into That's literally this. not a choice. Yeah, that, that's not a choice. Unless you, they run away. They are born into this world, put in a certain situation, and then they just have to make the best of that situation. Until they die. Basically. Um, henchmen are not the smartest people. Not usually. That's probably why they are not the ones in charge. They don't have all the power. They just carry out the wishes and ill wishes of their boss, basically. Yeah, whereas like with the sidekicks, we we talked about some some of them actually help the hero save the day. Sometimes. Like, Like Mushu. Like Mushu made Mulan a better person. True. Most of the time. So do henchmen make their villain a worse person most of the time? Some of them do. Some of them just bad henchmen. Um, and I think that also part of being a henchman is in society, you're probably the bottom level. True. Like you don't have like a, a lot of power. Um, you're, you might be tiny. You might be small. Um, you might have other people pick on you. You might not have the bomb codes. Yeah. Maybe just your boss does. Exactly. So you have to hitch your wagon to someone who you think has power. And could eventually get the gold if their evil plans succeed. Yes, even though this is Disney and the villain loses like every single time. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler, sorry, sorry. What? What? Sorry, Zara. Sorry, Zara. You're telling me Maleficent doesn't take over the whole world? Uh, Nope. Oh, man. All right, so now that we kind of talked about like what being a henchman is to, or some extent, all right, um, whenever you think of Disney henchmen. Also, should, should we be saying henchwomen? Do we have any women henchmen? I don't think so. I don't Maybe think so either. Maybe as we go through this list, we'll see. But I, as of right now, I do not right. think so. On my end, I really couldn't think of like women henchwomen. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We want equality here. Sure. All right. Um, so, but whenever you think of henchmen, Zara, who do you think of? Okay, so we're starting our, our list. We're just going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this isn't like ranked like one through five. Right, right, right. This is just like... A conversation. A conversation about okay. henchmen and who's, who's, who sticks out to us. Okay, so we all know, if you listen to this episode yes. of our favorite animated Disney movies, my favorite is Hercules. So the henchmen in this movie, their names are Pain and Panic. Exactly. And they're hilarious. Um... So, I don't even know what they are. Just like little demons, I guess. Yeah. Um, Imps. Yeah, evil imps. And so, they're Hades sidekicks, or Hades henchmen. Yeah. And he has two of them. So, double the fun and double the sassy lines. Yeah. Or or double the failure. Double the failure. However you want to look at it. So, Hades, you know, puts them on different tasks and helping him take over the world from the underworld. Yeah. And he's his number one task that he asks them to do is to kill Hercules. Yeah. So he can take over the world. Yeah. And of course, Pain and Panic do not deliver on this. They, they fumbled. They fumbled the ball, aka they fumbled the bottle with the poison in it. Yes. So the the bottle breaks and because he did not drink the last drop, he's not quite mortal. He has that one percent 
of the god in him. So Hades doesn't have to find out for a long time that this happened. Like, I'm surprised Pain and Panic honestly kept this secret for as long as they did. Like, Hercules is like 18 or something. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. literally, they kept the secret for like 18 years. I don't know how they did so. Insane, because they're just like really dumb. They can't I'm do surprised anything. they did not spill the beans, like, when they were like a little tipsy one night. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. know. Exactly, exactly. I don't know how they kept that a secret, but they did. Um, but they just have really funny one-liners. Do they really help Hades all that much? Zero percent, Zara. I mean, they can turn into other things. Like that time they tricked Meg and Hercules when they were those like little boys trapped in the cave. That's very true. I mean, that was kind of helpful. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. So they do have some, they, they do have some, some qualities. They have some qualities. Like they can turn into other things. They can... That's about it. That's about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else that they do other than mostly be funny and kind of like encourage Hades. Like they're like, yeah, boss, you can do it. Or Henchmen are basically hype men. That's pretty much it. That's what it is. That's basically For it. Hades being just such a like a natural evil villain. He's just so evil. He did an awful job of picking henchmen. True. He could have had, like, he could have had anybody. Like guarding the underworld is that insanely large three-headed dog. Yeah. Like, why didn't he pick him? Why? Yes. He had so many monsters at his disposal. So many. Why didn't he just talk to him and say, hey, I got these two imps. They're idiots. They're so tiny. They're tiny. They do nothing for me. Replace them. Maybe he just really did like that they were so far beneath him that they, like, boosted him up so much. Like you said, a hype man. Yeah. They're like, oh, Hades, you're so funny. Hades. Like, maybe they came up with, like, jokes for him. Yeah. And he told their jokes. Stole them. See, I think that that really is, since villains um, probably are pretty insecure about themselves, since they're villains, um, feeding that insecurity, they need people to boost them up. True. And no one boosts up a villain more than LeFou. Oh my gosh, yes. He is the ultimate hype man, the ultimate boost man. Some might even say he's in love with Gaston. Do we choose some, to believe that? Mm, I some don't know. would say that 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 our relationship got a little twisted in the most recent. Yeah, that was a plot line I wasn't willing to follow, sure, or sure. I just like a different take on it than. Uh, it was a little weird. I had otherwise interpreted. Could be slightly inappropriate. We're yeah. not sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying that that's yeah. I have seen the musical. I've seen yeah. I like my brother played LeFou in high school. He was hysterical. But it didn't go past the line. And it didn't go past that line. And I didn't necessarily want it to. All right. So LeFou is such a hype man. He writes a song for Gaston. The ultimate villain song. Yes. Um, And LeFou, do you know what LeFou actually means? No. The fool. The fool. Okay, I could have guessed that. Um, And LeFou is a fool. He is a... He's silly. He's... Tiny. Yeah, well, yeah, he he basically does every single thing that Gaston wants him to do. He just, like, tries really, really hard to earn the love and appreciation from Gaston. True. Um, but he's kind of too dumb to realize Gaston's the most selfish person on the And probably the doesn't planet. care about him at all. Cares nothing about LeFou. Um, yeah. So, I think that LeFou, in my mind... Probably one of the top ones that I can think of. Yeah, because he can sing. Sure, sure. Um, but I also think that on some level, LeFou is is a good dude. And I think that at the end of Beauty and the Beast, LeFou realizes that he is 
hooked his wagon yeah. to the wrong He's one. He's been, like, blindly following someone who is not leading him down the right path. Yeah. And we see this more so in the remake, more so than in the cartoon one. But in the remake, there's they expand upon that scene where... Um, Gaston lies about Belle's dad, and then um, basically LeFou says that like Gaston didn't try killing his dad or or killing her. Yeah, yeah killing it was a little bit dad. more of like and a like he had this like yes, yes internal struggle. Yeah, yes, exactly. And so I think that then like the whole battle happens, and Lef- and he doesn't Lefou fully fight. Yeah, re- realizes. What am I um, doing? Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that. I also like that because that because that's a good character arc. We we all we all have hitched our wagons onto ideas or people that we shouldn't have, but we were just dumb, and then we eventually we realized it was a bad decision. Saw True. the error in our ways, like whenever I used to love listening to gangster rap music, mm. and I thought I was born to be a gangster. You were a henchman and, to the gangster rap music, and I wore baggy pants and sideways hats. Not the best decisions. And I listened to a lot of Eminem, and then one day I woke up and I realized this is not who I am. Stop! Stop it, Michael. Wear skinny jeans. Uh, you needed a sidekick to tell you to stop that. I did. I didn't have very good hype men around me That's to uh, tell me I was making some poor life decisions. Where's Miko when you need him? Truth. He can't talk, but that's okay. All right, Z. What's another henchman for us? Okay, so we've talked about some good ones, but I'm going to go with um, some very evil slash silly hench people, which I think includes a hench woman. Whoa. Woman. And this is the hyenas. From the Lion King. Okay, yes. So, I don't remember all their names. I remember one of them's Ed. Ed. Bonsai? Bonsai. Shinzi. So, Shinzi, I think, is the girl. Yes. Maybe. Yes, the leader. Well, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Is the voice for Shinzi. So, she's a girl, yeah. So, yes. So, she's a henchwoman. Henchwoman. Maybe the only henchwoman, which makes her special. Equality. Yeah. I guess Scar Wait, is about a can I make a, a tangent? Sure. Right here, because I wanted to ask this during pan, Pain and Panic, but I never did. Yeah. So is Meg not a henchman? No, she's not, because this is against, she's being held against her will. Uh-huh. Pain and Panic, I think, are there because they want to be. Meg is just trapped because she made that bad deal with Hades. But she still goes through with it. She does She still things- has free will. She no, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, huh. she does things for Hades because she has to because she sold her soul. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. She can't just have been a henchman that had a character arc and then realize that that she didn't want to be. No, that's painting it too narrow of a picture. Oh, you have okay. to go back farther than that to when she sold her soul to Hades. Hmm. Okay, sorry. Continue. With the hyenas. Okay, so these are Scar's hench people. Yeah. Um, they are mostly silly and goofy and also sing... Uh, no, Scar sings a song, but they just yeah. back him up and be prepared. Yeah. Um, be prepared. Great villain song. Oh, yeah. Great. Great villain song. Great. Um, they... Do they do bad stuff? They mostly just kind of, like lurk around and makes him scared. Yeah. Like, they kind of threaten him when he drinks the guy to the bone graveyard or whatever. Zara, they are the original pain and panic. They had one job, to kill Simba. 
No, kill Simba's dad. Well, oh, they had to kill Simba? No, Zara, you need to re-watch this I'm movie. I'm so sorry. Rewatch this movie. So, they are supposed to kill Simba. Simba starts running away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in, like, the desert area and then place. And Timon and Pumbaa. And then they go, eh, we'll just leave They're him. Like, just, like, sorry. let him die. And then he goes off, and then he finds this oasis, and he finds Timon and Pumbaa. And he did not die. And the hyenas did not fulfill their this job. This is a very similar storyline to Hercules. years later, Simba gets older. Like 18, we'll yeah. just say. I, however old. We don't know. And the hyenas thought that they did a good enough job, and Scar realizes. Oh, y'all screwed up. That they failed them. Y'all messed up. Yes, exactly. So maybe another theme is that hench people usually fail their masters. Like oh. They, they go wrong somewhere. Yes, 100%. And then the villains are like, oh man, I gotta do this myself, because you guys suck. Yeah, except this one goes full 360 in Lion King. Because he kills his dad. Scar fails. That's true. And the hyenas eat scar oh my god that was that's so messed up they are honestly they turn on him yeah they turn on him yeah sure because he didn't treat them very good he probably yeah he barely gave them any meat to eat yeah he wasn't taking good care of his hinge people well i well i think that villains are just really good like manipulators and they make people think that they are the good guys and that their vision is the best sure um i that's mean that's what satan does Sure, yes, the ultimate villain. He manipulates you. Um, well, that's what kind of like Gaston did with LeFou. That's what Scar has done with the hyenas. They make them think their way is best. And then at the end of Lion King, the hyenas realized that Scar was a jacked up dude. And so they turned on him. Yeah. Did he have daddy issues? We don't know. Did Scar? What What? What makes Scar who he is? Um. I bet that Mufasa was the older brother who got everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scar was the younger brother who got nothing. Yeah. And that's just like the classic plot line. Okay. I like but that. But that's a good point. Why hasn't there been a movie like on a the backstory? backstory of Mufasa Why and Scar? Why hasn't there been more backstories on villains? I want that. Yeah. I want those movies. Well, there was the Maleficent movie. I liked that. Ooh, that yeah. was good. Yeah. With Angelina Jolie. That was a good movie. That was a good See, movie. See, we need more of that. Truth. Truth. Okay. That was fun. I love the hyenas. They're pretty silly. All right. Next villain, Smee. Oh, good choice. Catman Hooks. Um, so Smee is a overweight, small first mate. Yes. How did he earn this rank? Mm. I feel like all around him Maybe. there are better pirates around. True. Maybe, like, does he have gray hair? Like, is he, like, way older than Captain Hook yeah, secretly? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, he has white hair, for sure. Yeah. So we recently saw the musical, which is the backstory of J.M. Barry, the author of Peter Pan, called Finding Neverland. Yeah. And so I feel like he talked a little bit about his, like, character arc and development, but I don't fully remember how Smee came into the picture. Like, I know how Captain Hook got there, but was it because, like, Smee was always like, it's me, it's me, and did he just, like, earn the nickname Smee? Like, I don't know how. Hmm. I'm not really sure where it came from. I don't remember that part of the musical. Right. Sorry, Z. I know. But Smee is a very good hype man, though, too. He is good. Um, He is always there for Captain Hook. Um, and I feel like Smee is, like, not evil, though. Like, that's part of it. Smee is a good guy that assists an evil guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, why does he do that? Why does he make such wrong decisions? Does he feel like this is all he has left? Does he have no other options? Like, yeah. did he get a divorce? Like, did his parents die? Like, what led him down this path? I wonder if Smee thinks that he can make Cap- Captain Hook a good guy. Mm. That's what I think whenever I watch that movie. That Smee is like this like older grandpa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he like sees this um, b- boy, Captain Hook, become a man mm-hmm. and lead this um so not start start making like wrong bad life yeah, decisions yeah yeah and and he's like hey i will stick next to captain hook through thick or thin but in the end i will make him a better man but he doesn't do a very good job because people end up walking the plank and he sure kidnaps sure children sure threatens yeah. their lives doesn't it turn out so good yeah no Smeed does not Smeed is the original beanie rocker though Oh, yeah. Yeah. That little red hat. Yeah. Cute. We We love beanies. We do? Uh, Jughead from Riverdale. Okay, that's good. He can wear a beanie. That's yeah. for sure. He, yeah, he can. Who doesn't like wearing beanies? Everyone loves wearing beanies. I don't like beanies. My hair gets all squished down. Oh, really? Get Wait, hat I... hair. Oh, well. You know? I don't think they're very good for girls. Okay. For guys, sure. Rock it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that Smee is just classic... Disney villain. He is someone who is probably not worthy of being Captain Hook's first mate, but Captain Hook wants to boost up himself and make himself look better, so he makes Mr. Smee uh, his first mate. Mr. Smee can also shave. Um, you need someone who can shave oh, you well. Oh, shaving Captain Hook. Yeah, that is a, that is an ultimate sign of intimacy, is allowing another human being with a f- straight razor Next to your face. Very true. So, Mr. Smee is at least loyal in that regard. Through thick and thin. Through thick or thin. Zara, do you have another henchman? Of course for I us? do. All right, bring it. Okay, so this isn't so much a henchman as, like we mentioned at the beginning, like a pet who just got stuck with their master and then has no choice in yeah, the matter. Yeah. And who's not really evil, but mostly cute. And that's Percy from Pocahontas. Whoa! So this is the second time I've talked about the Pocahontas gang. Yeah. Like sidekicks and uh, whatnot. Uh-huh. So Percy's the cute little puppy who just goes around with Ratcliffe, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. The evil New England man who wants pilgrim. to... Pilgrim. Yeah, Pilgrim. He's basically a pilgrim. Okay, he is. The evil pilgrim who wants to tear down all of the Indian's land and steal it yeah. for his own. For gold, gold, mine for the taking. Exactly. He's so evil. What's great is Percy is the first ever pug that I ever saw. It's so cute. Um, pugs are like the like the cool hipster dog to enjoy right now. Yes. Um, but Percy was the original. He was. Before pugs became cool. He was. So he's... Again, not fully evil in my mind because no. he befriends, he kind of actually befriends, he has like a like a back and forth relationship with like Miko and Flit. Like they have that little scene where he's like taking a pug bath in his pug bathtub and like eating little treats and yeah. then Miko like steals all of them. That was adorable. And I think at the end of the movie when Radcliffe like is ousted or whatever. He, ousted. Sure. He he does not win. Let's just say that. Uh huh. Um, Percy goes and lives with like John Smith or with Pocahontas. Like he is seen in the second movie. So he he once his master is gone, he is a good dog. Yeah. He's not bad. He's yeah. just kind of 
makes mischief is more what I would say of him. So I like that about him. That's a great point. Um, another Disney henchman dog, Alpha, the dog from Up. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes, because he does his master's bidding. He does his master's bidding. Um, he has that voice box that gets turned into the high-pitched voice box. Yes. Which is really funny. But yet again, he's like the leader of the bad dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those dogs are all being trained for that purpose. Um, yeah, they're being like Alpha, mind warped. Yeah, Alpha is like a is a Rottweiler though, and he looks terrifying. Always scary. Um, yeah, but I think that he is another dog that in another world could have been good. Another life could have been good. He was just trained for evil purposes. But he just had like a jacked up master. Sure. That just did weird stuff. Sure. Um, so bad. Yeah. You got any other henchmen? Do I have more? Yeah, yeah sure. Of course I do. Keep, keep throwing some out. Okay. Do you, I'm surprised you haven't brought this delicious person up yet. Delicious person up yet? And by person, I mean bird. Iago? Duh! I love Iago. I know. I know. Duh. I, I was kind of just like spacing him out some, but, but this is a great time for us to chat about him. Oh my gosh. So some people may even say he's the best henchman because he's feisty. He like mimics Jafar at times. I honestly put him number one. Yeah. He's all about gold. I thought you said we didn't number these. Well, we in don't. In your mind, he's but, number one. But yeah, so in my mind, if I think of henchmen, because Iago did stuff. Like Iago didn't like drop the ball. He actually assisted Jafar on like a somewhat equal level. Now Iago is is like a tiny parrot. Like you can't do a ton as a tiny <laughs> parrot. He can steal gold though. Uh, yes, he likes steal stuff and makes mischief. And yeah, exactly. He's pretty obsessed with gold. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, he loves gold just like Jafar. Yeah, and him and Abu like have their squabbles. Mm-hmm. They definitely fight. Yeah, um, yeah. Iago actually in the second movie Jafar returns. Which I haven't really ever seen. I've probably seen it like one time, but, but it's probably been since but I was Iago, like eight. Iago goes goes from henchman to the main villain of like that movie. Like That's he's wild. I mean, like he's yeah he's he's like the main character. And then I don't remember if, if he's in number three, but mm. um, he did such a good job as henchman that in number two he was able to go up a whole nother level. Yeah, and he has that like just annoying parrot voice that is so perfectly like awful for a henchman. Well, yeah. So that dude's voice got freed, whatever his first name is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he is classic voice um, Iago. Yeah, Iago shares the desires of his master which yes. not a lot of henchmen to do to dominate the world yes exactly like he is like all right jafar i'm totally How are we gonna in make this, this with you let's take over this kingdom you become king or evil and i'm your right hand man and i will help make that happen yeah um so and really like that's what you need is just a, whether it's a sidekick or a henchman you need that person to be loyal to the cause. You need that person to buy in, even if it's on the wrong side. And Iago bought in more than really any of the other ones. It's true. So since we kind of just dropped my my number one. Sorry. How about let's drop your number one? Okay. Do you know what it is? Of course I do. It's Kronk. So Kronk is the hench person for Yzma in the Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Yzma's such a creepy old lady. 
um, who is very frail and needs to be carried around on a backpack at all times when traveling, that she needed a big, strong henchman like Kronk to do all of the things that she can't do on her own. Like yes. actually physically traveling the countryside looking for. Besides being as llama. smart as a bag of peanuts. He's not smart. Kronk is the ultimate henchman. Yes, he's pretty, he's awesome. So he can cook, he can make a mean spinach puff, and when he can take orders in that llama restaurant. Yep. Like nobody's business. And he's good with kids. He's great with kids. He can play a mean du- game of double dutch. He can speak squirrel and other languages. He has so many good qualities. And I think... At, at heart, he's a good person. Like, he wants to help everybody. Oh, I definitely think and so. And Yzma's just, like, totally manipulating him. Like, I don't know why he is with her. She's just... Because a, he has no awareness. He has no awareness, yeah. yeah. That's it. But he's he's just very funny to me when he is mixing up potions and doing all sorts of crazy stunts to help Yzma get... Um, get the emperor back yeah if if i didn't know that kronk was your number one he would also be be my number one yeah he's pretty fabulous he basically made that whole movie oh yeah like let's just be real like yeah yeah and i think in the subsequent like tv show that they had after that he was a a bigger part in the tv show as well yeah 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 exactly let's be honest there's not enough kronk in this world we need more kronk yeah let's get kronk with kronk yeah let's do it why is that not a song because I haven't made it yet. That's why. Okay, stay tuned for Crunk with Crunk. Crunk with Crunk. All right, Dewey, you want to uh, just throw out the last bit of Henchman? Yeah, that, some honorable mentions. Some honorable mentions? Sure. Okay. Sir Hiss from Robin Hood? Don't care. Awful Henchman. Don't care about him. He's like a wannabe. I don't know when the last time was I saw that movie, number one. Yeah. Number two, don't remember him. This movie came out around the same time as Jungle Book, mm-hmm. and there's that snake. Yeah. Kai? Ka? Ka. Ka. And, uh... Would I, you consider him a henchman, too? Ka? No, I think he's just more like a villain. He's like a separate villain from Shere Khan. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because they're not, like, together. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, separate. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, just, like, sure. another op- obstacle that Mowgli has to encounter. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I feel like Sir Hiss is, is, like, a wannabe Ka. He seems really dumb. He's an idiot. Yeah. I don't like him. All right. Okay, I have another one, and that would be Lucifer from Cinderella. Oh! Another pet who is dragged into the mayhem of their master. Yeah. So he, you know, just makes life in general harder for Cinderella, like um, terrorizing her mice friends. And her life is pretty rough. It's awful. So he also, like, knocks over her pail of, like, ashes while she's sweeping and, like, purposefully makes the floor all dirty and just... It's generally, like, a huge menace and a nuisance. Yeah. And just, like, walks around looking evil for her stepmother. So, Lucifer, Lucifer is pretty bad. A pretty bad henchman. Yeah. So, there are two henchmen that have absolutely terrified me. Okay. Growing up. Really? All right. One is Fidget the Bat from The Great Mouse Detective. Okay, you have seen this movie way more times than I have, and I feel like like this movie more than I do, so I kind of remember this person, but not a lot. Yeah. Like, I feel I need, I need to watch this movie again. I remember I was like five or six, and I saw this movie, and in the first... It really scared you? In the first few minutes of this movie, the bat opens up these cabinet shelves. Okay. And, like, pops 
his his head and it like scarred me like just scarred me and I had never seen it for years and then I was at my friend Jordan Liston's house and he and his family used to love that movie and I used to watch it with him and finally it stopped scaring me mm. but so okay. fidget scary all right then also the two eels mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. ursula yeah that's what i was gonna say flotsam next. and jetsam yeah they're pretty bad I, I just googled those names um but they are also extremely creepy um i don't they're yellow eyes i don't just know so if, evil yeah they didn't necessarily like have enough character character development for right. me to like talk about them yeah like i don't really care about their backstory at all yeah but they're pets, so they don't really have true, 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 true. Um, the ability to break free. But they're villains to their core. They are evil. I don't know. I don't know how eel could be good. Honestly, yeah, there's no such thing. They just seem thing really slippery and evil. As as a good thing, the only good thing that eels do is are in my sushi rolls. Oh, gross! That's all I care. That's disgusting. Um, it is funny because Ursula does call them her poopsies. She does. I know. It's so funny. And I figured that you would like that little thing. That's hilarious. So, one final question about henchmen. Yeah. So, what um, makes a villain, like, why do some villains have them and others don't? Like, you know, like, Maleficent doesn't really have one. Yeah. The Evil Queen. Um, There's several, I think, like, top villains that don't have Hmm. a henchman. Like, why Hmm. is that? They just don't need one or they just never, they are too... I fast will in their quest for dominance that they never to research to... this in next episode whenever we talk about villains okay. i will have a, a full more definitive thesis. answer but from just the beginning of what you said mm-hmm. you just named you you just named two two women mm-hmm. and i wonder if the women know <gasps> that they are strong enough well ursula is not and they enough. do not need help but i like your theory so far but the dudes are insecure about themselves and they need to be hyped up and boosted like a lot of guys do i'm not gonna lie like we need um that person who laughs at all of our jokes who uh says good things about us even though we do not deserve them sure um and that might be why henchmen are with those people Hmm. but yeah i think that for for the most part if you don't have a henchman, you, you could probably handle your own business by yourself. You gotta, you gotta write the checks yourself. Yeah. You gotta pick up your own dry yeah. cleaning. Or they had henchmen, their henchmen sucked. Kicked them out. And they ate them, or they kicked them out. <laughs> or ate them. Okay, fine. Maybe they threw them out to the wolves. In the case of Maleficent. Maybe they didn't physically eat them. She might have. I don't know. All right, well. That was I, fun. I bet that we're one of the only people to ever talk about Disney henchmen. I don't in know. In such an in-depth way. It was fun. Sure. Um, but since it is Halloween time. It got us in the evil spirit. We, <laughs> we needed to discuss all of that. Um, all right. Well, are you ready to transition to marriage moment? I'm ready. All right. Good. All right. So this weekend, if you listened to the last podcast, you would know the greatest life moment, except for marrying my beautiful wife. Thank you. Thank you. I went to the World Series this weekend. Whee! Me and my dad, we uh, we got tickets. Uh, he had pre-sale tickets for the Astros. If you've been completely out of the loop, the Houston Astros are in the World Series. They are my ultimate favorite team uh, since I was born. I've been to every opening day. I am one of the biggest Astros fans you will find. And I finally got to go to a World Series, the second World Series the Astros have ever been to. I saw them win. They won on Friday. Um, it was their first home World Series win ever. 
such a dramatic time to be alive. Ever. Um, we had a great time. It was by far the most electric baseball game I have ever been to. We stood up for half of the game as if it was a college football game. Um, I had to wait an hour in line to buy stuff from the team store, but it was worth it because I bought a ton of stuff and spent some coin, but oh well. Um, so yeah, so that was magical. I, I did a lot of driving though. That's for sure. Just to clarify, I was not there because number one, I just, I'm like a bandwagon fan and I just care for Michael. Sure. And we didn't want to spend all that money on the tickets. Yeah. And plus I had to work. Yeah. So I wasn't there, but one it was of, fine. One of the funniest things about the World Series, normally at baseball games, there can be a line for the, the women's restroom. There's never really a, a line for the, the guy's restroom. There were the longest lines for the dude's restrooms. Like a 10-minute wait just to go to the bathroom. No line for the women's because it's the World Series. And not necessarily – like I would buy you a ticket if it was a normal game. But but if it's a World Series game and the tickets cost so much – Jacked up prices. I'm going to take my dad with me and – Someone who actually really cares. Yes, yes, exactly. And so – Because I, I wouldn't I, – I don't even know what's going on. I think that the guy-girl ratio was way more unbalanced than normal baseball games. I'm sure. Um, and it was just really funny that the, the lines were ultra, ultra, ultra long. Okay, so after the World Series, Michael sped back to the Dallas area. Yeah, yeah, I did. So we could go to a wedding on Saturday night. And so this was my college roommate, Alexandra. She was getting married, and it was just a fun time to be reunited with some Baylor friends, get to hang out and yeah. chill and dance, because that's what you do at weddings. You dance. Sure. And you eat free food, and you have fun. Zara loves dancing, and it takes like a good 20 minutes of coaxing during the reception time for her to finally convince me to dance with her. I mean, nobody's like watching you. Nobody cares. Like no, Everyone's doing their own thing. I got no moves. I just feel awkward. I don't really ever feel embarrassed or, or awkward most times in life. On a dance floor, I do, 100%. That's because you didn't go to enough school dances when you were in high school. I didn't go. I went to one school dance. I went to every single one. So that yeah. equals out to nine dances. That's insane. I loved it. We also had dances in middle school too. And I went to every one. Yeah. No. Especially in middle school. Yeah. Oh things were really gosh. awkward. It was hard enough just waking up and going to school those days. Mostly it was just like people running back and forth being like, do you like him? Do you like him? Mm. <laughs> yeah, heck no. I can't do that stuff. But yeah, that but yeah, that was great. We, we, we got to dress up some. I love dressing up. I didn't wear a hat. It might have been the first day in months that I haven't worn a hat. You look good. To, well, because I shaved my head. I shaved your head. Okay. Yes. I helped. You, you assisted. You were my henchman in the <laughs> oh head gosh. shaving. I was. Um, Carried out your evil plan. So yeah, that was our marriage moment. Went, that was our weekend. Went to the World Series with my my pops. Went went at Houston, Houston Strong, H Town, Houston, and uh, Zara stayed here, worked, watched TV, and then went to a wedding. Fun times, fun times, fun times. Now it's time for Zero to Hero. Everybody's favorite segment. Zero to Hero. So, Zara, do you have a green light? I do. Really? And you forgot about this, and I am excited. I just remembered Whoa. to okay. say this. Okay, okay. Because we actually saw a movie last week. 
Oh, we did, didn't we? So my green light. Oh, this was really funny. So my this green was light. Really funny. It was funny. Funny because oh. we were literally the only. Okay. People. Yeah. 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 So we were running late to this movie, and I walk in and I'm like, "Wait, I think I'm literally the only person here." Five minutes later, Michael walks in. He's like, "We're still the only people here." Crazy. We the whole movie. We're the only people in the theater. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. It almost happened on Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, but then these two people showed up at the last yeah. minute. There's always at least like one other person in the theater, but nobody was there. And this was like a big theater. It was huge. Like this wasn't like some like tiny one. Like no. this was one of the The main one theaters. Of the main theaters. It was a five thirty movie. Like it was like after work hours yeah. for, for most people. I guess it was like a Wednesday night though. But yeah. anyway, we saw only the Brave. Yes. And so this has Miles, Miles Teller. Teller Josh Yes, as the main character. And who's the other guy? The older guy. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. he was in it too. Man, you put me on the spot and I am I almost had to pause and edit this out. I'm, you came through. I'm glad that I came through. You came through. So this is based on a true story, which I had never heard before. Um, I This is like the whole wildfire community and how that works and everything. I didn't know very much about. Um, I don't remember the story from a few years back. Um, I like these real life movies. Like we saw Everest, um, a few, like when it came out a few years ago, um, we saw the one about the guy who had to cut off his arm. Oh gosh. We saw that. That was bad. It was like 38 hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one. But these like real life survival we saw stories. The Mark Wahlberg one. What was that? Uh, the beyond, Her- beyond horizons, something like that. He was on the oil rig. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oil rig, yeah. Yeah. So these, like, real-life, like, serious movies. Yeah. I like those. Biopics. Yeah, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I didn't know that 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 was a category. I think that that's what it's called. Okay. Um, So this one had a pretty long backstory of, like, how the team um, of Hot Shots, is what they're called, was formed. Yep. Um, a nice like setup about what their their like team relationship is like, how they're formed. Um, a good like story of Miles Teller like join like having to join their team and and kind of fitting in and training until it leads up to like the final like climactic moment in the movie, which we're not going to talk about because I don't want to spoil it. But um, lots of like drama. Um, you know, some biopics can be kind of like cheesy, like if it's not like told really well or done yeah. really well but this one i didn't think was cheesy like i enjoyed the storyline it kind of kept me on the edge of my seat um i just really liked it it was a good it was a good movie also that that mark Wahlberg movie was called deep water horizon not uh, beyond horizon close enough but we see so many movies they can also that's just an awful movie title i'm um, sorry so so is only the brave it's not a very good title not a good I, title mm-hmm. not compelling what would you have called it so it was better um the hot shots. Just the hot shots. Or, or I, well, I don't know. Off the cuff that you just asked me this really in-depth question on. Sorry. But yeah, so it was really good. We were the we were the only people. Um, my only complaint, I don't think there was a single non-white guy in the whole movie. That's true. You did point that out. Um, uh, I mean, that just must be may, what that town maybe, is like. Maybe that's their town. And if that is, then... Uh, Sorry. Oh, well. All right. My green light, since I did so much driving, I drove 10 hours or 8 eight to 10 hours, basically, in a 48-hour time period, I found a new podcast. Our favorite thing. 
All right. This one is called ear hustle. Um, ear hustle is actually um, a slang term. A slang term for uh, eavesdropping. And so it, it 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 is called ear hustle. It's basically about um, inside of the prison system, which is your worst nightmare. Which I'm is surprised you listen to this. Seriously, my two biggest fears in life: rats in prison. All right, because I'm a small dude, I cannot stand up for myself in prison. Um, people will like either take advantage of me or just kill me instantly, and that's not what I want to do with my life. Sounds bad. All right. And I've seen a ton, a ton, a ton of like prison shows and movies and just stuff about what like prison is theoretically like. Prison Break. Um, pri- our favorite show. Prison Break, The Night Of, um, that, that I finished. Really intense show. Oh, you finished that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely a green light, but we, we don't have enough time for all of my green lights. Sure. All right. Um, so this podcast is called Ear Hustle. Um, and it's actually incredibly eye-opening, and it is there is this lady who volunteers with prisoners, um, and this is involving a level two prison in California. So as the levels go up, it's more I- I- extreme and it has less freedoms. Um, so so this prison is a level two, and they actually have like a good amount of freedoms, and they have like education. Uh, classes they have yoga classes they have this studio where they're actually able to record these podcasts and it is these prisoners and it's these prisoners giving firsthand accounts of like what prison is like like what the food is like um what are official and unofficial rules where like even to this day you enter prison and you say what your race is like you're white black hispanic asian and for the rest of your time in prison, no matter what prison you go to, that is like your label. And you have to be in a room with someone who is in your same race. You basically eat with your same race. You hang out with your same race. But you're saying like you have to, like they make you do this, like they separate you? Well, they, well, yeah, so like Unofficially. One, so mean? like number one, you can't have a roommate that is not someone of your race. Like that's an actual rule. That is an actual rule. Okay. All right. But then it gets even bigger than that. Um, and so there was this story where, where this guy had a good friend who was black. And, um, and, and basically, um, the black guy, but he was a different race. He was white. Yes. And so he, yeah, so he was white. Black guy could cook food really well. So, so white guy goes to like the vending machine, like cafeteria place, buys himself a package of chicken and the black guy is going to cook fried chicken for him. And he opens up this package of chicken and the black guy goes, sorry, I can't cook that yet. Like I can't receive food open food from someone of another race and and cook it and eat it it has to be like prepackaged like it can't have been opened up because if it's open then that's it's quote unquote tainted and then um that's a weird rule and so it's it's just mind blowing or even talking about how people have birthdays and there is this dude in in this prison who loves events and, and like loves birthdays so if it's like a dude's birthday he like puts sticky notes and like happy birthdays like all over his stuff and he tries making um celebrations like this big deal or family visits and like how your family can visit and like um just lots of really interesting stuff the both of the hosts so one is like an actual prisoner who was a co-host he is hysterical um all of the guys sound like fun good people like, like what's the what's the cussing level on this mm, like a four like yeah like i don't think that there's really any f-bombs um yeah um yeah 
but there's definitely like some cussing, but it's definitely not like over the top, made me like feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, so it was actually really, really, really good. Made me think that prison is definitely going to be scary. Definitely would be a huge fear of Maybe if somebody celebrates mine. your birthday, it's not but as bad. But really, it's not as bad as the movies make it seem. So like um, about six months ago in this like San Juan jail, um, someone got stabbed and murdered. Someone who had been there for 12 years, that was the first murder stabbing that he had heard of since his time in that jail or mm. he had been there for like six years. But in like my mind, people get murdered in jail, like shanked like every like day. Every day. Um, but in reality, it's not that extreme. So mm. really good. There seriously were 10, 12 episodes and I listened to every single one. Like, like how long was each one? Uh, they're about 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have like original music that the prisoners will write. That's wild. And so that was really cool. Um, There was this one story of this guy who never met his daughter. And so he basically wrote all of these journals out, just kind of like through this like uh, meditation, just kind of like therapy stuff, wrote out these journals, eventually found a pen pal and mailed off these journals to his pen pal because in case like some prisoner like ruined them like he like wanted her to uh, keep them then this girl uh this pen pal is reading the newspaper sees his daughter's name in the newspaper for working at this pizza shop she goes to this pizza shop says hey you've never met your dad but he's been writing me these journals and they're all written to you the daughter and oh, it was such like a like make you cry wow. story. It was so great. Okay, well, I don't think I'm going to listen to this. I have plenty of shows that I listen to on my own about pregnancy or women or just different stuff. But I'm glad you liked this. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be another season? Oh, or? well, yeah. So I finished the whole first season. Um, they are wor- wor- working on the second one right now. Interesting. And you said the other host kind of sounded like the lady from Serial. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I actually thought that she was the lady from Serial, and she wasn't, but hmm. sounded very sim. Yeah, so- sounded very similar. They are both great. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Michael. So what is your red light? My red light, this is actually one of my biggest pet peeves, just in life, in, <laughs> in, in general. Pet peeves. Especially, <laughs> a, definitely a pet peeve, especially during Halloween People who dress up their dogs. This does not bother me, but it is literally, as long as I've known you, you have mentioned to me that you do not like this. No, no. We just talked about henchmen and how a lot of henchmen are pets that don't have the choice to do their own decisions. Mm. And that's what happens whenever you dress up your dog. But it could be so cute. Don't put your dog in a little pumpkin costume. Your dog doesn't want to be in a pumpkin costume. Okay, I literally just looked at Instagram this morning and there was this really cute Instagram story of there's this Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Toast yeah. whose little tongue just sticks out because he has something wrong with him. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's so cute. <laughs> oh my God. And he has two brothers and sisters and yes. they all dressed up as um, people from... The, not the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but, um, like, Dorothy, the Good Witch, and the Bad Witch, and it was super cute. Okay. Fine. But I, you wouldn't like it, but I yeah. liked it, because it was adorable. All right, I can't say this like, a hard and fast rule, because there are some times where I'm like, all right, that's pretty cute, but, man, some people just, just overdo it. What if Jacob and Chelsea, your brother and sister-in-law, dressed up Ellie, their little puppy? All right, let's be honest, they will. 
There's do they no do that? doubt in my mind. I feel mind. like it's been a while since they've like made her wear something. Yeah, well, that's because they had a kid. Their priorities have that's changed. That's true. Now they just dress up Lily. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not about dressing up the dogs and pets in Halloween. What about, like, a cat? Um, cats. I don't think they would wear anything. Not be pets in general. Just, oh my gosh. Just kidding. Just oh my kidding. Gosh. That that was another hard and fast rule that I had. I used to be really anti cat, and the older I've gotten, I'm kind of okay with them. But I don't. But you don't want to own one. But I don't. No. But I don't know how to like get out of like that mindset yet. Sure. All right. What about you, Zara? What is your red light? Okay. So sticking with the Halloween costume theme. I'm just going to say there's a hard no on people just looking really trashy. Don't look trashy. Yeah. Like, it's easy. Like, cover your bits. Um, like, <laughs> wear clothes. Don't just wear lingerie. That's literally disgusting. Uh-huh. I hate it so much. Like, in Mean Girls, when they're just like, I'm a mouse, duh. Like, you're not wearing any clothes. So, you know, I'm a classy lady. You can still be, you know, like Wonder Woman or somebody, but, you know... Have clothes on. Sure. So just don't look trashy. Like, sure. think of like, I much prefer like a creative and funny costume. Like, I've already seen like Eleven from Stranger Things or like just something, you know, like silly and funny. Yeah. Like clever rather than just like, oh, you look not, I don't know. <laughs> you just don't look good. There's just a, a lot of people where Halloween is the excuse to dress. Yes. Skanky. Yeah, provocative. Provocative. That's a good word. That's a more better word. Yeah. Sorry. But that's not my favorite. That's not how I want to look. Yeah. I don't want to see other women looking like that either. Nope. Nope. But that's okay because our small group party where we will be at on Halloween. Nobody will look like that. We don't got to worry. Uh, I don't think any of us are dressing uh, up. about that? You just mentioned Stranger Things. Um, Speaking we, of, yeah. We have not seen season two yet. It just came out like two days ago. I know. I feel bad though. I felt like you were uh, traveling. We had a wedding. Yeah. But trust me, if we were here, we would have been through that whole thing. That's true. So in the coming episodes, look forward to us. Yeah. Probably greenlighting it. I have heard it talking is about just it. as good as season one. The trailer looked really good. I sure. mean, lots of like, you know, suspenseful action. I was a little bit nervous just because season one. Was blew so good. everybody's yeah. expectations out of the water like, and how it can might they have been like to it? too good mm-hmm. um but i've heard that season two i'm glad that they good. didn't like tank like it was still yeah good i hope they talk about ego waffles more and why eleven likes them so much Ooh, we'll see i don't know if that question will get answered but we will see yes all right well this is our episode on henchmen next episode will be on disney villains <laughs> so get ready for that we'll probably be releasing that one pretty soon too Because we want to keep it in, like, the Halloween mindset. Yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. All right, well, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, leave us a review, uh, and... Leave uh, us a comment. Yeah, comment away. Okay, thanks for listening. Until next time, bye. Peace. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If baby starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.